what do you get when you mix two opinionated, honest to a fault, abrasive, yet considerate, say what you want to say, funny women? Will you get this podcast? We're bossy and we're best friends. So welcome to the Bossy Besties podcast. We are in person, recording live from Melinda's house. I am Brittany. And I am Melinda. And this is our second episode of Bossy Besties. We get to touch each other this week, so that's super exciting. COVID style, though. Not six <laughs> feet apart, but six feet in heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've discussed before that moving forward in this crazy world you just have to take what you consider to be calculated risks where you kind of really just keep your circle tight and interact or intermingle with the people that you know are being responsible as well in their day-to-day lives yeah the kegels of friendship (laughs) (laughs) you gotta always exercise that muscle you can do it anytime. Um, so I actually am visiting you because I needed a wardrobe to go on vacation with my family. And it was the nicest friendship moment that we can share things. And by share things, I mean I'm taking all of your clothes. I You miss those days. I can remember being like in the dorms in college and just like it was community closets all the time. Yeah, like, hey, I got these shorts down the hallway. Do you have a shirt to go with it? And also, I need that necklace from last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the older you get and, like, and, you know, it's my friends are all different sizes, most of them smaller than me. So it's like you don't get that opportunity a lot. Now, you and I can share shoes, which I don't think I've ever had another friend that I can share shoes with. <laughs> yeah, I've recently joined your uh, Sasquatch area. <laughs> um, I use that uh, term very loosely because I was called Sasquatch by my uncle since like the fifth grade when I wore a size eight and flowing into a nine because I just always had larger feet. Then I had a 10 for the longest time. And then it was like, oh, we're in high school. It's an 11. I'm a firm 10 and a half in some shoes. Always an 11 will work. And since having the baby, I'm an 11 and a half. And you have to upsize when there's no half sizes. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm sharing in that 12 world. And I'm so happy because your shoes are fire. <laughs> well, dude, like I always wore, well, like when we were in college, like when I was, you know, early 20s, I if they were really cute, I could, I'd like make it work for a 10. You know, I just have like a blister after the night was over and or whatever. And toe in your future. Yeah. Or I mean, because sometimes, I, you know, they would make the like a 10 wide and then it would be fine. But like I was like truly, if I was being honest with myself, I was an 11, like a comfortable 11. And then after I had my three kids, after I had Chloe, like my third kid, my foot, I had to like wear a 13 because I had all that extra baby weight on too. So my feet were wider and it was like damn near impossible to find shoes anywhere in a 13. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and Torrid actually is, has been my saving grace and I could get them online at Payless, which is now no longer mm-hmm. in business, which was the, the saddest day of my shoe life. Um, but I, you know, after I got some of that baby weight off, I, I am back down to a 12 which is nice because there are every now and then you can find even more like the 13 was practically impossible but a 12 is more manageable in some stores and so but my poor my poor daughters are on that track too because my Ayla is going to be 11 next week and she's wearing a nine and Chloe is nine years old and she's wearing an eight so these, Mm -hmm. these poor children are they're getting my Sasquatch feet. Hey, you can teach them that there are solutions, though, because my mom couldn't teach me anything. She's been a solid, like, nine, nine and a half. So that's the 
range where they buy all the shoes between a six and like a nine. Mm-hmm. So she never had to go without. And I'm just like, I have nothing. Yeah. <laughs> no one I can have, teach me. I have to wear these weird little shoe boxes on my feet. <laughs> like, <laughs> just cut a hole in the shoe box. I'll just wear that. It's fine. I'll take the flip flop. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, like, what's a cute shoe? I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, so friendship comes in different ways, you know? It comes with clothes, comes with shoes, and then it just comes with uh, sometimes just social media. Because uh, mm. we move far away from each other. Like we said, we used to borrow clothes off of everyone. Who are, who do you see now that we used to borrow all the clothes from? Uh, Not very many of anybody, really. Right, like three of us yeah, maybe like can pass some stuff Yeah, a couple times around. a year, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was talking to you earlier in the week and I said, I can't say anything to you because I want to bring this stuff up on the podcast. It's really hard trying to like maintain a friendship and be able to save conversations for this. So we've, I've like actively been avoiding you all week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like don't call her, don't call her at an event. Don't call her to talk about anything because we got to save it so we can record it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I look at, um, the people that I keep on social media and I was thinking to myself, you know, I am not friends with a lot of these people. I've met them at a party once. They're a friend of a friend, a cousin of an uncle, like whatever it is. And I've just accumulated these people on social media and it's not that I particularly don't like them. So I'm not going to just delete them because it feels like not cool. But I guess like the question at hand is like, so do you, unfriend people being an adult or do you unfriend people being a child and Mm. i feel like it's a mixed bag because it kind of depends and i will say um i unfriended somebody this morning oh did you yeah um he was a regular at the bar that i was working at for those last three years of college Mm -hmm. and he had posted something like, he always posts stuff that I don't agree with you know whether it's political or um, which you, you see a lot of these days And I just feel like that's not where you have to draw the line in knowing somebody because different opinions can be um, shared and accepted or rejected. And you can live in the same space and not not necessarily have the same views on some things. I think I think there's a point where you have to draw the line on things. But I mean, before social media, we were able to be friends with people and associate and live in the same space. But it was like you I guess we were raised on that like weird mentality of like, oh, when you're in the bar, you don't talk about religion and politics. I think admittedly, that's why we've come to this impasse of a society that we're at because we weren't talking about this shit before. But also it was like, you didn't really know too much about people's like political beliefs or, you know, certain things that now that they're just spewing all over the internet, like vomit, like. Oh yeah. And the post that got me um, with this particular person was, yesterday and it was you know if you need a reason to unfriend me i support trump i there's only two genders and like three or four other things that are just kind of like trying to like get at somebody mm-hmm. and i said to myself don't unfriend this person it's interesting to see the other side of how people think at least if mm-hmm. nothing else and then this morning i had i i'm on a facebook diet and uh yeah. i'll tell you what that is in a second yeah. but um then the, I think it was like Brett Favre said, you're not going to lean on my, f- or you're not going to kneel on my field or you're fired or something like that. And I can't look it up because I block I <laughs> deleted the person, but whatever it was, it was, it was some prominent football person saying, you're not going to kneel on the field or you're fired. And 
he posted the article and put hell yeah yeah and i was like hell no yeah and i promptly unfriended well so i think so for me i i rarely like unfriend people um i feel like you know sometimes if i I, I will definitely say that there's been, like, points in my life where I'm going through things, like, emotionally that I've gone on, like, a deleting spree. But a lot of times, especially because I have, like, my small business where I, you know, you know as you know, I make, like, wedding cakes and customs desserts and things. So there are people that follow me to see that stuff. So while I may not agree with them and their choices, I, I'm a huge unfollower. I mm. unfollow lots of people because... I think it, it's for my mental health that I don't get enraged by, like, scrolling through my Facebook feed and seeing Would nonsense. Would you say um, that you're under the same thoughts of Michael Jordan, like, Republicans buy shoes, too? Oh, my God. Republicans buy cakes, too? Oh, You're dude. there. You're there. Listen, I saw this really cool thing. Not It's not that... I saw this really cool thing that said you should, um, when buying a cake... You should oh the first thing you should ask the baker is just tell them that you're having a same sex marriage, and gauge their response like on whether you like it. That doesn't matter if you're make you're getting a birthday cake. Like if they're like we don't do that, we don't we don't believe in that. They'll be like okay, and then go get your birthday cake somewhere else, you know. And I thought that was like a really cool way to approach it because like I'm all for like supporting, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know I'm a huge ally to all the struggling communities in today's political atmosphere but um no i definitely don't think that i'm of the same republicans buy sneakers too because i feel like he made a choice in that moment not to publicly endorse a black candidate because he didn't want to ruffle any feathers i don't have any problem ruffling feathers <laughs> like i will i will very proudly and openly say who i support what i support what i believe in i just am not going to block somebody from following me on social media you know what i mean but don't get me wrong because there like once you see like it's like the hateful violent stuff like when you know they're like condoning like all like just the awful awful stuff like i'm like okay you know what like i don't even know you that well like Mm -hmm. no you gotta go i don't have i don't even i don't want to be like somebody click on my profile and see that they're i'm mutual friends with this like hateful you know awful person because then i feel like that that's a guilty by association exactly exactly yeah and this person i'm talking about just continually was posting stuff just trying to enrage people see what kind of response could be gotten and i was like this is just ill will at this point so Mm -hmm. i'm just done here i don't really know you anymore i haven't seen you in a decade i'm cool like we have exchanged like a happy birthday maybe once or twice because i hit see friendship and i was like yep there's not a friendship here anymore right and um the Facebook diet is just simply this. Between the hours of 9 and 5, which would be like business hours, I only click Facebook three times. So if I'm on Facebook and say you call me, that interrupts my Facebook scroll. I can't click again without using a second click of the day. Right. So then it keeps me from being on it all day long. I'm much more productive. I'm happier. Yeah. And I'm certainly not um, arguing with anybody on the internet. Yeah. And additionally, I've taken to not arguing on the internet. I'm not going to argue with people anymore. It is not my place to have to put myself in that kind of a jam. Yeah. And then you feel very compelled to keep clicking for to see who replied, uh, yeah. to write back, to rebuttal. It's like a wormhole. You I'm going to put a mean emoji on that. Like, you know, uh, like yeah. I'm not doing that. So now I just pretty much am like, 
your message would be much more accepted or at least heard if you spoke with respect to somebody else. And this is this and that is that. I'm not here to argue. Or drop like fact bombs. Like here's like links to factual articles and things. I always back Mm -hmm. everything up with citations and then somebody will try to like be like, well, you know, the guy from Snopes, he he cheated and divorced his wife for a prostitute. And I'm like... (laughs) Cool. Well, I'm going to totally not take that hard turn into prostitutions and your president currently, (laughs) our president currently, Um, and I did not. And then later in the conversation, it gets brought into like Joe Biden, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I didn't go that route when it was a swing and a home run for me yeah. because that's not the thing we're talking about. So then now I'm just, I just step out. Well, it's such a shit storm of opinionated undereducated people i feel like and even maybe not even necessarily undereducated because i know people have college degrees who just say total fucking nonsense Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i think that i've got and i'm i'm also i guess what you would call on a facebook diet but it's i just and i don't have like a click restriction on myself i just kind of get on for like a couple seconds to check um like if i have any notifications any messages like on my business page or um, if my friends are posting something and I like quickly get off. Like I try not to like just rapidly scroll through because the longer you scroll, the more crap. And I try, I've been trying to like, don't even hit the comment button. Don't even look to see what the comments I'll are. I'll write a whole two paragraphs and I then know. close the app because I don't want to hit send or whatever because why get into it? But go, circling back to the adult or childish mm-hmm. with the whole... Um, unfriending. I also have unfollowed a lot just because I'm like, well, we don't need that. And I'll go back in and I'll refollow people over time. Yeah. Like one of my good friends I unfollowed because I found myself wanting to bait her. Yeah. With things she's posting. So I was like, I'm not going to put myself in that position. Um, but it came up on my Facebook the other day that a person that I was friends with is someone I may know, and do I want to friend them? And you realized that they unfriended you. I was like, oh, did you unfriend me? <laughs> oh, okay. Like, I, I mean, like, it wasn't a secret. I didn't very much care for you, but in my professional world, it wasn't something I wanted to become an issue. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to unfriend this person, and then it's going to be like, oh, she doesn't like me. And become, like, a personal thing. Yeah. And I was like, that's not the point. Um, like I said, I'm not friends with everybody on my Facebook. And I also think to myself, oh, well, what if I could call on that person because X, Y, or Z happened and I know that they're very proficient in X, Y, or Z or they know someone right. I'm trying to get in touch with. Yeah, they're so but, useful to you in a professional setting. It's the same thing if you delete contacts out of your phone. The second yeah. you delete somebody, you're like, oh, they are the ironsmith from back in the day and I need my <laughs> armor fixed. You know, like... <laughs> It's like that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and so when I saw that, I went, Petty LaBelle, and I blocked that person. Yeah. You in front of me, you don't need to see anything I'm posting then. Mm-hmm. Block. Yeah. I definitely feel like a child there. <laughs> I felt adult to not argue with somebody when I unfriended previous this morning, but I definitely feel like a child for blocking somebody who unfriended me. Yeah. But it's like, you, didn't, you don't like me anyway, so what do you need to be able to see any of my stuff right. for? Uh, listen, I know. I have my my petty mayonnaise day as i tell you there's days where i'm like what you didn't need to do that you stupid bitch <laughs> like yep like that was totally unnecessary like you could have walked away from that situation or or like i'll even catch myself like even just like having that thought and being like that enough 
Like, mm-hmm. like <laughs> call who are my, you? Calling myself out. Like, that's enough. But you said, like, deleting contacts. So I'm new into the world of LinkedIn. I, I've always known about LinkedIn. I can remember, like, years and years ago, like, when we all got out of college and people sending me LinkedIn invites. And I'm like, I don't, I don't need this. I don't, no thanks. And now I find myself, now that I'm in between jobs and looking for new employment, thinking, I should have set this up years ago because it's so hard to, like, you know, like think because you got to sit and like try and search for people or somebody you may have forgotten that you worked with years ago that could be an, you know, an He's going to endorse me for my skill sets. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, just navigating the world of LinkedIn and Indeed and ZipRecruiter and oh my God, like being jobless is stressful enough. And then being jobless in the COVID-19 world is twice as stressful, I feel like. Yeah, I um, like to use the phrase unemployed because I feel like I got way too many jobs oh, once I yeah. got unemployed because yeah. now it's just do all of these other things that I kind of was blissfully ignoring. Yeah. And so it's, it's also nice that you're given the opportunity to stay at home when we really should be staying at home now that we're unemployed. Yeah, that is <laughs> the most true. So it's it's convenient for COVID, but it's also inconvenient for the fact that nobody is hiring, everybody is downsizing, you know, there's a lot of industries and businesses that are just struggling to even maintaining cuz they're closing stuff back down again now with this new spike. So Oh, they're going to be shutting so much shit down in the next few weeks. It's going to be a wonder if anyone can keep any plans they have. Mm-hmm. I'm lucky that we're going, well, I don't know that I'm lucky now, but we're going to Myrtle Beach on Friday and we're going to visit my dad and stepmom. Which they have like a huge spike in cases down there. And my husband just sent me a link that it's a Petri dish for COVID. <laughs> there was an outbreak. Well, I say outbreak, but there was a bunch of people that turned up in West Virginia with COVID and it all linked back to a trip to Myrtle Beach. And it's just because they're testing, though. Like, if they never got tested, they won't have COVID. Dude, that infuriates <laughs> me. I can't even handle, like, the ridiculousness of that station, that question. Like, that's why I saw a meme that was like, don't want to get pregnant? Don't take a pregnancy test. <laughs> like, that's the exact equivalent. Like, we just won't have COVID if you don't test for it. No, you dummy. Which is, like, that doesn't make any sense. But whatever. I'm not going to resort to calling people names. I mean, I've already done it, so can't take it back now. You'll be there again. Um, <laughs> we always go back. Uh, yeah, so vacationing to Myrtle Beach this week. Then you are going on vacation to Ocean City at the end of the month. At the end of July. Yeah, like the end of July. So beginning of August. So, but I think I think what's saving us and you also is that we're not going and staying like in hotels and being in public areas we're going to stay with people that we know that reside in those areas and have no plans of doing stupid touristy stuff right like oh yeah we're just gonna go ahead and play beach volleyball with strangers not (laughs) no no and and uh we're going out and staying with kimmy and hayden because they're his parents have a place down there and they have like a a beach pass for a private beach and they're all they only let so many people on and like so you go in the morning and set up your area and they only let like so many people in for the day so it's not like an overcrowded situation yeah she had mentioned that i think it's pretty cool it's the way to do it because i don't know that we're even going to see sand when we're there uh the only way that i would see sand is if we go to the state park there in myrtle beach Mm -hmm. and you have to pay to go 
into that. To pay to play. Yes, <laughs> and I just feel like COVID don't pay no money. It's free. Yeah. Uh, less people too, because you have to pay. You're already paying for all the crap to be even in Myrtle Beach. Yeah. But if it is crowded, we're not going to go anyway. Now, have you vacationed? I know your dad lives down there. Your bio dad lives down there. Have you vacationed down there before? Um, five, six years ago I went to, uh, just with them again. I sat at their house, linked up with Marissa. Oh, okay. Uh, when I was down there. It's fun. It's nice. Lots to do when there's things to do. Did you know that's like the number one, like, U.S. vacation destination? Like Everyone growing up was like, Myrtle Beach! I can remember, like, growing up, everybody had the OBX stickers on the back of their vehicles Mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah, it was that... In Myrtle Beach, everybody went. I grew up in Erie, so my parents were like, there's a beach right down the street. I so was never we're going nowhere land. I never, we were like poor growing up. <laughs> so I never went to a beach until I was a teenager. And our friend Leanne, her parents started taking me every summer with them. And because I practically lived at their house. Um, but that was the first time I'd ever been to an actual beach. I was probably. 15 maybe mm-hmm. so but i've actually never been to myrtle beach i was at myrtle beach for cheer camp when i was in college we went down there and but we, it was just like grueling training for days like we were so out of our element there as our little cal U cheerleading squad there was army navy cheerleaders there oh. there was like crimson like there was like d1 like really competitive awesome cheer squads there and here's little cal U were down there all like 10 of us you know or whatever however many there were but I mean, we were just actually training. We, I think we maybe stood on the sand for like an hour, but that was it. Like that, we got like a small break. So I've never actually vacationed in Myrtle Beach. So I, I don't know what it's like. It's the same as any beach. It's sand. It's water. It's just the same. <laughs> but difference. I mean, they don't have no. They don't have like, like how we're used to like Ocean City or like Jersey, Atlantic City. Like, there's not. Is there like a boardwalk situation? Yeah, is yeah, there? it's fabulous. Uh, there's a boardwalk situation, and they have. <laughs> I saw a Elvis impersonator there. Oh, nice! They have. They have like casinos and stuff. Like, is it boardwalk no, like Atlantic City boardwalk? No, or? it's boardwalk like Virginia Beach. Okay, well, I've never been to Virginia Beach. Either. Things like that. Um, but I mean, when you say Myrtle Beach, on... there's Myrtle Beach. There's it's North and South Carolina, mm-hmm. right? Like it's all in encom- like there's like different. I know there's North Myrtle Beach, but it's not North Carolina. I'm pretty sure all of Myrtle Beach is in South Carolina. Oh, okay. But I mean, I'm not really sure how maps work all the time. (laughs) So don't quote me on any of that. But I'll find out when I'm there. I'm strictly (laughs) making this up on the fly. (laughs) Just like a horse apiece. Um, (laughs) I will end with horse apiece today. Uh, (laughs) It's houses on the beach waterfront that have pools as well. And then there's the hotel fronts that are on the beach as well. And then the boardwalk is eateries and entertainment and things like that. So it's cool. I will say I have not stayed on the beach in Myrtle Beach. My parents live in like the town part of Myrtle Beach. But it's only 10 minutes from going to the ocean. Right. So it's cool without having to deal with all the touristy parts of everything well it's like it's kind of like um i'm gonna it's like the uppity beach right like i mean it's kind of like the upper echelon like ocean city is like that's the ghetto beach dirtball beach (laughs) (laughs) um actually i've never been to ocean city what 
I've never been to Ocean City. How did I just know this just now? Here we are. How, how have you never been to Ocean City? Like, we've gone to Ocean City like a ton of times. I've never been invited. Stop your lying. No, honestly, I've never been invited because either I'm already engaged in other things or it it's just, just never lines up something that was not brought to my plate for me to enjoy. So I have not gone. I actually gave Kimmy a shit when she said that you guys were all going. I was like, <laughs> and I said, Kimmy, it's crazy because she gives a qualifier in a conversation. She says, well, I didn't invite you because, and I said, let me stop you right there. You didn't invite me because you didn't invite me. I don't care what the reasoning is. It didn't hurt my feelings, but it is somewhat annoying that you were going to give me a reason when you didn't have no reason. Yeah. Um, I said, it's cool, but I'm just going to go ahead and say that you have never invited me. And that's a fact. <laughs> That's crazy to me. Hey, abrasively honest, I guess, you know? <laughs> what, or like we like to say it in this house, we call it uh, autistically honest. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a movie on Netflix, um, an autistic kid. It's called Night Manager, I think. It's on Netflix. Okay. If I didn't already say Netflix ones. <laughs> um, We're looking for that Netflix Trying to get sponsored by Netflix. <laughs> Everyone get your own account. Don't log into each other's. Um... <laughs> It's this kid, he is autistic, he's on the spectrum, and he watches, he bugs rooms, and he watches people's interactions, and he tries to teach himself how to act regular. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I've seen this movie several times, because I feel like that's such a common plot, but now I see where you're going with it. Yeah, like, the one scene that you watch is a girl playing with a dog, and she's like, good boy, good boy, good. and, like, he's like, good boy, good boy, you're a good boy, you're a good boy, and, like, he's trying to teach himself stuff, yeah. but there's a crime that gets uh, committed, and John Leguizamo, I think, is the detective oh, okay. in the film, but... Uh, I feel like maybe I've seen this. I'm like... It was good. I'm like the king of falling asleep at the end of movies, as my husband will tell you, obviously, and uh, so I've seen a ton of half movies. <laughs> Half Tomatoes, brought to you by Melinda. Yeah, I can tell you how the first half of any movie is. <laughs> Can't tell you how it wraps up, though. Now, Rich, like, and just so, I mean, I know I touched on that last episode, but in case you missed the last episode, I'm not saying autistically honest to be rude or single out any group of individuals. I, we actually have autism spectrum in our house. So, um, but Rich is like a sponge. Like, he absorbs so much information and we he plays this game where like if you have the guide up or you turn the tv on sometimes and there's like a lag in the video or if he's not like standing in eye shot of the television like he can tell you what's on the tv within five seconds of it being on like it can be an intro song it can be like this like a weird like middle of a conversation like he is unbelievable like we if there was a game show that was like five seconds guess this movie like we'd be millionaires like <laughs> it's unbelievable it's so crazy i don't know how he does it we, we compare it to did you ever see um dream catcher no so that was a good movie but the one guy in in his brain he has what he calls the vault and so he keep it's like it, they visualize what the inside of his brain looks like and it's this big vault with like files boxes of files and things and so mm -hmm. when he's like per he doesn't want like somebody in his head like learning the information he's burning the files like purging them okay. so it'll be funny because if rich forgets something he'll be like oh i must have purged that file <laughs> <laughs> and you said movie Dreamcatcher, and all i could think of was dimitri martin a dream catcher only works if your dream is to be gay <laughs> 
is the comedian that plays the guitar. He, well, he, right? He's got like a, like, kind of like a bowl cut. Not a bowl cut, but he used to have like. Yeah, he had like the shaggy. Oh, no, he wasn't a, it wasn't a guitar. He, his like, his original like stand-up comedy is he would like draw pictures and stuff like with a giant yeah. like sketch mm-hmm. pad. Yep. I just watched a movie with him in it the other day called uh, In a World. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. So it's an older mo- movie. I think it's a few years old. Uh, it's got Lake Bell in it. And, um, oh, I can't remember these people's names, but in any case, it's about like, they're announcers, they're like voiceover artists for movies and stuff. Okay. And it's about this new role for that, in a world when, you know, like, it's like the, the movie trailers start with, Uh and it was actually pretty cool. It was, it was a decent movie to watch. It was, you know, it's not like, it's not going to win any awards, but it was worth like a, you know, a Sunday afternoon watch. Nice. You have to check it out. Yeah. So what do we got next up on uh oh, our so docket we here? Totally got off track here. We were talking about being unemployed, mm-hmm. and I know that you had a conversation with somebody the other day who has been in HR for a long time, mm-hmm. and so I wanted to know what you found out from her because you ran your like resume and stuff past her and asked her like, what are people looking for? How does mine look? What do I need to do? What information did you get from her? So. Pretty much my resume just looks like I'm looking for another restaurant ownership position. Uh, okay. Because it's geared towards all of the restauranty things I have done. And so, like, my objective is, you know, goal-oriented, customer-centric. But realistically, it should read, um, looking for a role in HR with developing others' leadership, put in qualities of HR, Oh, okay. okay. Not just, oh, this is who I am. It has to be like, what's my goal for giving you my resume? So your work experience shows you where I've been and the objective is, it, objective is where I want to go. Right. So you need to change your work experience as well because you need to put at the top of like your key skills and things that you've completed that would be closer to the goal of the job that you're looking for. So I so would need to... potentially for every different job you apply for, you may have to change Rework your a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, you can keep most of the bottom half the same, mm-hmm. but the top half needs to reflect what you're looking for. So like in key skills, budgeting and profit and inventory aren't things that matter. Mm-hmm. Training, problem solving, staffing, hiring, interviewing Got should it. be at the top. Right. And then I should be putting, you know, workshops and things that I've led and completed at the top rather than accomplishments monetarily. Got it. Because in an HR role, you're not, you're not looking, looking for, to you're not develop looking for a the business. You're job, looking right. to keep the business right. doing well. Functioning properly. Right. Okay. Um, so she gave me some insight to that. I'm looking up some more buzzwords. So whatever position anyone's looking for, if it's not HR, look up buzzwords and things in the industry. Read articles about what it is that you think you're getting yourself into. So then you're able to speak to that more so in your descriptions Mm -hmm. because I was just going with, go with what you know. Well, so somebody told me that, I think it was actually in our group text or our group chat that we have, that what you can do is, what some people do is take those buzzwords and put them in white text. So you don't necessarily see it when you're looking at it. Like if you would highlight it, you would see them though. So they're still pinging when they're looking for keywords, even if they don't fit into what you're actually putting on your resume. Hmm. Yeah. I never really thought about that, but that makes sense. 
everything's a mind game. (laughs) Your face is so perplexed right now. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not, like, so should I just watermark the shit out of my resume with a bunch of buzzwords? It looks like the fucking Da Vinci Code, (laughs) if you like. (laughs) Like, your crazy eyes and brain are just like, ooh, that makes this, and this makes that. You're hired. Like, okay. We had a friend, um, he made an email address when he was looking for a job, and it was called Hire Zach Now at gmail or whatever you know that's so funny and i was like that's cool he also was in the film industry so oh. he was doing videography lighting all that stuff so it was totally made sense it was cool right um but i also have like considered it like hire britney now yeah. like <laughs> is it catchy enough hire me today like britney with an a not an e <laughs> and two t's because <laughs> i'm not trashy like britney spears Except for I did have my kid in the front seat on my lap recently. <laughs> Not while the car was driving. But it's still, I was like, I'm totally 2006 Britney Spears. It's my favorite, like, like just absolute stand that you take all the time. Like, I, it's it's with an A and not an E, not like Britney Spears. <laughs> well, you know, you've been in somebody's life long enough. The least they could do is respect the spelling of your name. So I'm going to start spelling even family members' names wrong on cards and things, as it's happened to me for many moons. <laughs> I'm going to start doing it to them and see if it if they correct triggers you. anything. You know what's funny? The, my favorite part about it, though, is that your mother gave me the exact same speech when we were on the phone one time. One time talking, we were talking about like your bridal shower, or baby shower, or something, and I was on the phone with her, and she was like, "I spelled it with an A and not an E, not like stupid Britney Spears." And I was like, "Holy déjà vu shit!" Like. <laughs> You become your mother even if you try to fight it. <laughs> um, so another thing. Now, do you – have you put references directly on your resume or do you wait until they request them? Wait for request. Okay. That's what I have done also. But let me tell you because you're – I have been waiting to tell you this story because you are going to shit. So I listed on one of my um, previous resumes, I listed you – and Leanne and Kimmy as my references. You know, I'm like, these are personal. These are people who used to be coworkers. You know, these are people that can, can speak to my, you know, multiple facets. So I talked to Kimmy. This was last, it was last Friday I talked to her. And she was down in Ocean City. And she was, she was like, yeah, I got to call that guy back that called me for a reference for you. And I said, oh, was it so-and-so? And And she said, no, it was some other guy named Zach. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I haven't gotten a call back about this job. Like, I wonder who's checking my references. So um, she was like, yeah, he called me and I was at work and I started answering his questions. um, But I had, like, a patient code or something. She was like, so I I told him that I would call him back. She's like, then at the end of the day I realized – She's like that. She's like, I told him I'll call you back tomorrow. I won't. I don't get off work until late this evening. She's like, well, then I got off work and realized that tomorrow was Saturday, and then I just forgot to call him back. And I said, Kimmy, that was a, so. He called you a week ago, and you didn't call him back. And she was like, No, not a week ago. I was like, Today's Friday. If that was last Friday, then it's been a week. She goes, Oh shit, yeah, sorry, my bad. I was like, what? I was like, You're the worst fucking reference ever. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? So, She well, better call and be like, I'm sorry, my patient died and I've been mourning the loss or something because how else do you make up for that? Yeah, which, and I haven't talked to her since, uh, you know, it's been like, what, not quite a week yet. 
But I'm like, I wonder if she ever did call him back. She probably just totally blew it off because she is Kimmy. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like half comatose trying to take a nap while my kid's napping. And then your guy calls for a reference and I like pop up like it's my own interview. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I can speak to her personally and professionally as we have worked together before. And then the questions keep coming and I'm just like... I guess I'm All right, right here we go. Let's do this. <laughs> and then I called you immediately afterwards, and I was like, "Just you got it. You got a good reference, I think." <laughs> well, that's good because Kimmy's not giving out good ones. <laughs> so beware who you put on as your references. Make sure they're, uh, you know, not forgetful. <laughs> that's why I furnish upon request. I don't know who my friends are week to week. I don't know who my coworkers are week to week. My only coworker now is a fourteen-month child and she's just gonna tell you baby 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 she definitely ain't carrying her weight around here lazy <laughs> oh my god i'm getting heartburn i feel like my whole esophagus is on fire it's terrible That's oh i'd love that water thank you oh my gosh it, it made me think wait when we're on like our video chats and our Elizabeth with the hard I, swallow. My sister too. <laughs> I, it must just be maybe like the um, the apps that we're using. They have like sensitive mics or whatever. Because I feel like it's just that swallow is crazy hard. <laughs> we're gonna test it out now. I can't make that happen. <laughs> like, did anyone hear that? We actually have. She no. tried it again. We actually enacted a rule on like Marco Polo, that which is the app that we use to send back messages that you can't eat because we can't stand the sound of somebody else chewing or gulping. Uh, somebody must be making daiquiris next door. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, it's just like gravel sounding. That is a crazy sound. I don't have any idea what it is. <laughs> Hopefully it picked up the microphone. Oh, Ayla's insane. covering Vivian's ears. <laughs> Adorable. It's so. Isn't it crazy to see my kids like taking care of your kids? Yeah, like that. It blows my mind. Unbelievable. I look at my family often. And I'm like, I have a family. Yeah, like a whole real family. Yeah, it's my own family. I've created my own nucleus of life. Before I was just kind of like hopping around i don't want to say like a parasite because i wasn't like you know sucking off the hosts gypsy but and that's why i married ron he's greek closely related to the gypsies i tell him that all the time that's what that i is like it's from the gypsy life oh my goodness but what do you got going on as far as job stuff? I know that you had a good um, I did have interview. a good interview. I They said they'd be in touch. Um, I heard back from them saying that, you know, they enjoyed me and they just weren't sure where to put me in their organization. So it's not a rejection. It's just, I guess they're thinking on it. So I don't know. My, my Rich has really been pushing me to just kind of do my own thing, which... I would love to do, but it also sit on the level of being nervous. Like, you know, you go all in on, because, you know, I paint and I bake and I'm like, okay, well, I have to make like so much money a week, you know, to like, when you got bills and stuff, you're like, you know, you, it's, it's just so much easier to rely on like a paycheck and go report to work. But really, how much happier would I be if I like went all in and just invested in myself and my own things? You know, like 
I'm sure I would be, but also like the stress of it, I feel like wouldn't let me fully enjoy it. I am on that same page. Ron just asked me if uh, we could get a hold of a food truck since everything's down for the season of mm-hmm. festivals. I I've been like word. scouring all the places all the time trying to find one. They're either a scam or they're like $75,000. They have a family friend who has food trucks. Mm-hmm. And so if they're not all in use, there could be like a, pot- a potential for us to rent it to oh, see how nice. it would go. That's lovely. Um, and... I mean, I'm well-versed in getting permits and passing safety checks and mm-hmm. health code and all that. Um, so that's something we're kind of playing around with, but it would be nice to have my own business. I also would like to be one that's like, when we sell it, we sell out. Yeah. Um, or even if I had a storefront, which I don't think now is the time for that, considering that we're about to no. be going back to to-go only. Yeah. But... I would love when things are a little bit more regular, if I could have a storefront, mm-hmm. that it would be a breakfast lunch situation. So you could be like done at three in the afternoon. Yep, seven to oh, two. Oh, I'm so here for that. Like, because I'm like, breakfast is my, that's my jam anyways. Like I can throw down on breakfast. It's not, first of all, it's not as like, you know, dinner is so time consuming. And I feel like yep. breakfast is like, I, I love breakfast. Breakfast has so many different Variations. People like breakfast, breakfast Sweet, in different savory, ways. Everything. Right, exactly. And like you said, then you're not living that restaurant life to where it's nights and weekends and you are never home. And your margin of error um, is nothing because breakfast food is pennies on the dollar comparatively to oh, for sure. dinner foods. Yeah, yeah, because you, and your like your meat costs. You know, you don't have as much meat investment as you would if you're looking at dinner wise. Mm-hmm. And we have a market in the area I live that's open because there's not anything but like Perkins or Bob Evans available. Mm-hmm. So well, Bob Evans, we have a Bob Evans too. We rich and I call it, um, the land of no spices <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think they even put salt and pepper on that shit. Like, it no, is you apply the, it as needed. Yeah. It's just like the blandest food ever. Yeah, I've never had sausage gravy in my life that just tastes like flour. Oh my god, it's like a... It's a roux. They hand you a yeah, roux. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's like a roux. It's just like, you feel like, I'm, I'm spitting this out. This was a waste of the calories. Like <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, people around here, man, though, that thing stays booming. People love it. <laughs> you have an aging community. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a, a really nice place, though, that opened up. Um, down the road, and they do a lot of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They do, you know, a lot of artisan foods, and it's all locally sourced, and I think they're doing really well, Um, so it's good to see. And there, she's from here, so it's nice to see a small business doing well and not serving unseasoned eggs. (laughs) (laughs) You said locally sourced, which brings me to um, Vivian's Eating. So I, you mentioned on the last podcast, like I'm doing the most, I'm blending foods and all that. Well, she hasn't had meat yet. So as of last Saturday, she had her first meats. Uh, We bought chicken from a farm and you had to order in advance because they're not going to like slaughter these chickens for you unless you pay in advance. And then you pick them up on like your designated day. So we bought like five chickens and they're all like hormone free and whatever. So she has um, chicken. I made her these veg- the veggie nuggets that I make. Mm-hmm. I chopped up chicken and put them in those and she's been eating them. So I think I'm going to give her like actual like little chunks of chicken with like maybe a barbecue sauce or something to dip in. Yeah. Uh, but she she has more flavor in her profile as a 14 month than Bob Evans has on their entire menu. Yeah. 
mom. <laughs> like, I give her all the things. She, I mean, the kid was eating, like, raw onions and tomatoes when I was making uh, Greek salad and stuff. So when Ron went to go pick up the chicken, he bought bacon from the same place. Mm-hmm. And so I made the bacon and... We Fresh both... bacon from the butcher is like the bee's knees. It is the best thing ever. So we looked at each other and said, I never thought I'd say this bacon needs more salt. <gasps> really? Because the bacon is from the same farm where everything's non-hormone. Oh, they make it a purpose. Or they purposefully do that. Okay. I see. It, and it wasn't, it's not like they're like, oh, it's like less salt or anything, but it doesn't have all the crap in it because all it's. sodium and Yeah. Sodium. So we ate it and I was just like, we ate a piece while I was making the rest and we were just like, it's weird because it's like you're chewing bacon, but it doesn't taste like it's bacon. (laughs) And then once we ate breakfast and it had like, you know, some eggs and, um, I think it was like our all out breakfast. We had like potatoes, eggs, and I believe we also had pancakes. Yeah. Um, a little bit of maple syrup. Yeah. We like, (laughs) we had all out, but then the bacon tasted great because other things had, like yeah. the salt or the sweet or whatever. It was almost probably perfect because then the salt for the bacon wasn't overpowering. Yes, else. but the bacon standalone. It was kind of. It bland. did not stand alone. Yeah, well, I'd say, and I'd say probably you'd get used to it. You'd probably just had like an expectation of what bacon normally tastes like when you buy it from the grocery store. And we have been known to buy like very expensive bacon through the mail. Oh, this okay. place called Newski's. Um, we bought their thick up bacon mm-hmm. through the mail because we had had it the day after our wedding when mm-hmm. we went to brunch. It was served at this restaurant. And was we... that the place that we all went yes. that one morning? Yes, we bought the bacon that they had. We asked them, Where'd your bacon come from? And their they told food us. was good. Their food. You know what, though? Their service was not that good. But I, I have found. Well, that's the hipster. I was just going to say, like the place that I love that we go to in Deep Creek, that it's called Moonshadow. And. The food is fantastic, and the, the the place is great. It's this hipster place. It's so good. But I feel like any place that you go that's like a hipster restaurant, the service is always terrible. Like, <laughs> you don't get, like, quick, like, you know, sir, you end up waiting forever on everything. But it's like you, you go back because the food is always so good, and you love the environment, or you endorse, like, the, you know, locally sustained menus and right. the biodegradable everything and I'm like oh I love this environment and I'll keep coming back even though I have to wait fucking forever for a water refill. That's why I'm like oh I hope it's one of the places. I was just gonna say as long as it's one of the places that gives you like the bottle of water on the <laughs> table I can get by. Yeah. It's just having to wait for a beverage when you're just sitting there knowing that you're waiting 300 years for your food. Oh especially when you're hungover like the day after your wedding we were so hungover like I, like, I just need a Bloody Mary and a water for fuck's sake like I just really don't want to wait a half hour for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm over here dying. I'm Spongebob on the beach, shriveled up, dry as hell. Oh, abso- absolutely. <laughs> Every time I need a Bloody Mary bar at one of those places, yeah. if I'm not going to get served one quickly, mm-hmm. I need to be able to go up and get my own. Yeah. Just give me my two to four ounces of vodka. Yeah. And I'll handle the rest. I got the rest. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, so you ordered bacon through the mail because that's where they got their bacon from at that restaurant. Yeah, and it was bomb. And then they, you know, bait you and they send you like a free thing of their regular bacon. And we're like, this is also so good. So I think we ordered twice, but it is at quite the expense. It's yeah. like, a, I mean, once you got to pay for shipping and they it's have a to pound keep and it a half and, and it's like $25 minimum. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But I mean, it's triple thick. It's pretty much eating like a bacon steak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
we have a butcher shop not far from here. It's probably like 15 minutes away, and they always have really good. They buy all their animals from like local farmers, and their their meat's always really good. I don't always make the trip, and I should. I shouldn't. I, I don't know why I don't make it more often. Convenience. Yeah, true. You that's, know, I can just it. click it on Walmart and go pick it up, and listen, they'll stick it in my car. You know, you're an adult when you're thinking about splitting a farm animal. Yeah. For your family to freeze mm-hmm. and have meats for a long time. My sister and I have talked about it. You and I have talked mm-hmm. about it. Like, it's so let's worth just it. buy a cow and I'll go in on it. Yeah. It just makes sense. And it's the most adult thing I've ever thought I've talked about with food. Yeah. So growing up, my brother and sister always showed uh, steers with the local 4 H. And then that was the big, that was how like they got money at, you know, the fair every year. They sold that animal. And, uh, I was always jealous of the money, not jealous of caring for a barnyard animal all year long. (laughs) Um, So that was just not my thing in any way, shape, or form. But that was, they canceled our fair, our local county fair, like uh, a while ago. I'd say probably maybe six weeks ago they canceled it. It's usually in like mid-August and people were like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. And a lot of people were upset because of the kids who've been raising these animals all year long and this is their opportunity to sell them. Um, But I guess the community came together and they managed to, I don't know if it's going to be online or if they're going to have like limited attendance or what they're going to do, but they are going to have like a separate auction so these kids can still sell their animals. Well, it's not fair to the parents. They don't want to keep feeding those cattle and whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get them off my property. We're done here. (laughs) Well, I mean, or you butcher it yourself and you've got the meat, but still it's like, you know, that kid's been looking forward. I know a lot of kids put that money away for like college or... Mm-hmm. You know, whatever, and it goes back towards what they've put in throughout the year to feed and house them as well. So, but no, it's it's definitely definitely interesting. Well, you're the country mouse, and I'm the city mouse here, <laughs> so you know more about that than I do. <laughs> I know there are still some counties that are doing, they're st- still planning on doing their their fairs. I know it's crazy to me. Like I don't know, there's still I feel like everything like inflation is crazy like even like county fairs now it's like oh it's 75 bucks to get in you know take your family of five in and then by the time you eat all the like trash vendor food like you don't walk away not spending 150 dollars you know just going you know to the county fair for four hours or whatever for one night but that's i mean that's how like kennywood is like i think it's like, it would be, like, 200 $250, like, for me to, like, the five of us to go to Kennywood. And that's just to get in the door, like. Waldemere now, you have to pay to get in because of COVID. Yeah. You never, ever had to pay before. And they're only having half a season. I believe they open today. Oh, really? And so they have not been open for any of May and June. Mm-hmm. They close on Labor Day. Mm-hmm. Their season passes went up $20. <gasps> they didn't even, like, discount them? Nope. Their season pass went up to $20. There's speculation that they might be good for the 2021 season, but it's not on their website because I did my research to check it out. Yeah. People are, like, up in arms, but it's also, like, $32 to buy, like, the Waterworld only pass, Mm -hmm. which also gets you into walking into the park because you have to walk into the park to get to the Waterworld. Yeah. So they suggest that you buy that if you're, like, an elderly grandparent accompanying your grandchildren because you have to pay no matter what to get in. Well, I mean, they're one of the few that didn't charge you to even walk through the door anyways, because most a lot of other places do anyways. They don't give a shit if you're riding or not. They're like, if you want to be in here, you got to pay. I get that, but it was like a staple of the community, like mm-hmm. where you could go get fair food all summer long without having to pay a fair fee. Yeah. Um, 
And then they actually, I believe the reason that they have to do what they're doing and raise the price a bit is they lost all this revenue previous. Mm -hmm. And I guess like a 30-some-year-old man and a friend broke into Waterworld and skateboarded all over the place. Oh, really? And like destroyed some stuff. Oh, no. So they had to put money in and read you all that so you know me i'm always trying to explain away the things and i believe that's probably half of the reason why they're doing you would this. imagine though like on a good season they've always been operating at probably a generous profit would be my assumption uh, uh yeah when you're paying seven dollars for fries yeah like, like that's a potato yeah i i mean i don't know that maybe that's just me but like to inconvenience the community that's trying to recover around you as well and up your charges that's kind of Kind of a dickhead move, I feel like. <laughs> I mean, personally. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I'm not there. I don't know what their operating cost is. I'm not in their books, so. <laughs> I don't live there, so I don't really care. I was sad because it would be the first year Vivian could go to, like, the baby play world. And yeah. ride down a slide with mom and yeah. stuff. So I feel like we got robbed of that, but we also got to keep our lives and. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's quite the... Uh, Not have to live in an iron lung. That's quite the compromise. Well, that's... Kimmy's been, like, begging me to bring the kids out to uh, Hershey Park every summer for the last, you know, all summers. Um, and I had broken down and agreed to go out there this summer... But now I'm like, oh, hi, giant uptick, like in COVID cases. Maybe not. Is it worth it? That that's the calculated risk we talk about. Right. Is and it I don't. Worth it? I don't think. I don't think it the is. The amount of money you're going to spend. You're currently jobless. Right. The risk that you're going to be taking and. Well, Kimmy the, justifies everything with, you know, Kimmy will justify just about everything, including murder. You know, she will break it down to. Um, oh, I've got these season passes and I get, you know, these so many guest passes and I'll make dinner and you're staying at my house and so there's no hotel and this, that, and the other. And she can really butter you up and sweet talk you into something if you're not paying attention right. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. And I do believe that we should get Kimmy on an episode with us. Maybe oh, we when have you guys to, are yeah. in uh, Ocean City, Oh yeah, take your stuff with you and then she can be our special guest. She's just going to sit and call us stupid bitches for 45 minutes. Well, we'll just tell her that she can only interject if she can change her vocabulary. <laughs> I think we're butting up against the time to where we've kept the children at bay, though, and they're going to start, like, bum-rushing the doors. Yeah, I believe that um, Chloe has had enough. She's trying to dance to keep Vivian away from the door. <laughs> Our nine-year-old uh, in-house babysitter for the day. We will definitely be back again with another episode, and we, again, in all of you to give us anything you want to hear about yeah we hope you enjoyed the first two send us some messages give us some topics to talk about because we'll just talk about ourselves for 45 minutes no problem and i'm going to give you a definition or a good story about where a small thing for my hometown comes from the phrase itself is it's a horse apiece so it means the same thing as six in one hand half a dozen in the other same same well, the phrase comes back from back in the day when you would travel somewhere and they would measure everything in horse lengths. Mm. So we will go to the store on that side of town or we'll go to the store on this side of town. It's a horse apiece, meaning same difference. Mm. And that's where that comes from. Okay. Fun fact, I made that shit up years ago and I heard <laughs> it repeated to me over <laughs> years of time. I leave you, you with that. You've been spinning bullshit for years. If you're going to believe that shit. Also, if you did not know, if you write the word gullible and flip it upside down, it looks like a cat upside down. 
You're an idiot if you're writing that down right now. <laughs> Hope you have a great day, folks. Thank you so much. See you next time.